It's busy, from busy living sober. Busy. <laughs> Louise is here. She's in the house. Hi, Louise. Hi, Elizabeth. And guess what Louise has? What do you have? I have five months. Five months recovery. Woohoo! Five months without a drink. We're over five months, actually. We're we are in her sixth month. God willing. How does it feel? I I feel great. You know, it seems like it's gone by very fast. Like I said in the last, the last time, it has definitely gone by fast. Um, I feel really good, very positive, very positive. But it's not always easy, is it? No, it's not. I, you know, I was saying earlier today that it just, you know, you you or I, um, you know, I, I just have these moments where I, you know, I, I get depressed or things aren't going the where there's, I thought they should, or I wanted them to. And, um, you know, it's that immediate feeling when they say, and I remember a couple of years ago, someone said, asked if I was, if I felt squirrely and I didn't know what that meant. And then, you know, it, it once they explained to me what it means, um, it, I, I, I can feel those feelings now of, of getting squirrely that you just it's not that I want to drink it's just that you know you're on such a high when you're sober and and you know living um day by day and being sober and working so hard on it and when when there's like a kink in it um and something goes wrong you, you know you, you, I, I I I have recently had a couple moments where I've I've not panicked, but I just, I feel very uncomfortable and, um, I, I guess it's just okay to be uncomfortable. I, it can't be great every single day. I mean, recovery is wonderful, but I, but it's also okay to be just okay and not, you know, on a cloud. I understand what you're saying. Like, so you're saying that when you have things like, for instance, if you're, I know somebody wrote to me. Last week and said it's really hard when they're by themselves. Like they walk into the house and it's quiet and they're like, oh my gosh. And then when you also walk into a place that isn't your own home and it isn't when you go to the refrigerator, it doesn't have what you necessarily want to have and feelings come up, right? Because we go to those feelings of like, why didn't this person think of me? Or why isn't this the way I want it to be? And I envisioned it being this way. It's like expectations, right? We have expectations of what we expect things to be like. So we go in our head and we play these tapes. We write little plays, as we say. Like, okay, this person's going to be this way and this person's going to be like that. And then when it isn't like that, what happens? Well, I think I think we do like or tend to want to give people a script or want to tell them or expect them to react to us a certain way or accommodate us a certain way. I mean, I've gone on both sides of it. There's times when I feel like if I'm in a social situation and somebody doesn't offer me a drink because they know I don't drink, I get upset or feel um insulted that they didn't offer it to me but then on the other hand if it is offered to me it's kind of a screw you (laughs) like you know it just goes both ways and I think it's the same thing for you know I had a situation where I I went somewhere and and there was there was nothing but alcohol um there was nothing for me to drink other than alcohol in um 
and it was hard for me. I, I was, I was, um, I was angry. Yeah. Which makes total sense, right? Because we go to these places and we think that, oh my gosh, I'm going to arrive somewhere. The person knows that I'm coming. They know that I don't drink. So therefore they're going to have things there for me to drink that don't have alcohol. And when they aren't there, we get bummed out. Right? Well, I mean, t- and, and I take it personally, which I'm sure isn't probably the healthiest way to be. Uh, I, but I do take it personally. And I have to work on that because not everybody's thinking like me. Not everybody's in my head. Not everybody is is projecting what, it, you know, what should I get for her? What, what should, would she like? And so, you know, you just, you can get so wrapped up in it in your own mind um, and with, the, you know, so many different feelings uh, and you just have to work through it. So if you were to think of something, do you think it would make sense if somebody's out there listening and saying, oh my gosh, I'm in a similar situation. I have to go house sit at somebody's house and they know that I just quit drinking. Do I call them? And say, by the way, do you mind picking up like a case of La Croix or pick up a case of Pellegrino or a case of Perrier or a case of Diet Coke, whatever it may be, do you think it makes sense to let the person know beforehand? So it means like, I don't want to say that you're driving the bus, but at least you're getting what you need rather than waiting to make sure that somebody else does what you want them to do. <laughs> well, I would say that I... Uh, my initial reaction would be, and I've said this before, well, I try to tell myself all the time, but I do tell other people, you know, if, if you have no expectations, I mean, no expectations, you'll never be disappointed. So you, for me, I, I'm not, I'm not sure I would ever feel comfortable saying that or asking somebody, I'm sure that's the right thing to do. And, and nobody would, um, be offended if they were asked to get something, but I'd sooner give the advice that if if you're going somewhere where you don't know if there's going to be something for you, uh, just bring it yourself. Right, it's that simple. It's that simple, but it's hard to get there, and we have to sometimes walk through these uncomfortable situations to finally get to the other side and go, okay, wait a minute, next time I'm going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. It makes it, it's, 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 it's interesting. I, I, I've said this before, I think on one of my podcasts, it's like we get to the, uh, people go to the airport, for instance, and they're waiting for a flight and there's two people standing there and they go up to the get on, they go to get on the plane and they're all excited and the plane gets delayed. Okay. There's two people. One person looks at this delay as a huge gift. This is amazing. I get to sit down. I get to go buy a magazine. I'm stuck here in nowhere land and get to enjoy this time because I've got quiet time. And then there's the person that has, um, that looks at it like, oh my God, you have no idea. This is, I have got to be somewhere. This is horrible. My life is on fire. So it's the way that we think about things, right? It's not the way that somebody else thinks about things. Yes. It's funny when you're saying that. I'm thinking I would be the one that would enjoy the delay. Um, but I, I, I think overall, my, I guess my message would be, because I'm sure a lot of people struggle with, with this, especially in early sobriety, is that to not be discouraged or become unraveled at the the feelings that pop up that are that 
you know, if you have a bad day, and today wasn't a great day, and I'm not in in a particularly great mood. Um, and <laughs> I actually thought about not doing this because I wasn't in a good mood and I didn't know how it was going to come off. Um, but, but the truth is this is life and I am not in a great mood today and I didn't have a great weekend, but that doesn't, that, that's not going to derail me and it's not going to get me off the path that, that I'm on. It just means that, you know, life happens and these things, you know, you can't drink over it. I mean, drinking over a bad weekend or a disappointment or, you know, anything like that is, is just, it's, 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 it's awful for me. I I've done it before. I've, you know, you medicate yourself, you feel uncomfortable, you suppress it, you feel uncomfortable, you make it go away and, and it never goes away. So that's not an answer. That's not a solution for me ever. Uh, so I just have to be okay with it. It doesn't mean that things have shifted for me. Uh, I still, you know, I, I, I'm still grateful. I'm still happy, but just today wasn't a great day. And this weekend wasn't great. No. And, um, earlier when we were actually talking about this before we, we went and recorded this, we talked about what you used to do and how that wouldn't be, will you describe that? You said, we're talking about being in the backyard and having a drink. I want you to describe that again. Would, would you mind doing that and telling us what it what used to be like, like maybe two years ago, if you had been in this angry state where you were? And what the answer was well, and compared to what you did this time, because it sounds like you did play the tape of what it used to be like. Would you describe that? Well, I mean, what it used to be like, it, I would I would drink on it. I mean, I, I would drink every day just because, you know, at the end of the day, there's like cumulative thoughts about things that are not going the way I want them to or just, you know, just stress and just being unhappy. And so I would drink on that. But, but the the reality is that none of, I, I wasn't ever in a situation where I was in a backyard, you know, sitting amongst friends with a couple bottles of wine on the table and laughing and, you know, telling great stories. And it just wasn't how my life looked ever for, well, I shouldn't say ever, but for a very long time. And um, so I, I just, I can't, I I can't go back to that. I'm not what am I missing is really what it comes down to. What am I missing? If I if 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 today the way I felt led me to as it was before going, you know, to the liquor store and getting a couple bottles of wine or three bottles of wine, you know, uh, tomorrow I still wake up with the same problems and then I have a headache on top of it and I'm miserable and there goes another day. Um and it just repeated itself, you know. I I, I, I was thinking today that, um, there's this reflection I see of myself and it's when it got to the very end and I was literally getting sick, um, a a lot. Um, and I can remember looking in the window um, above my sink in my kitchen sink and I was throwing up and and then I was drinking and then I was throwing up and I was drinking and throwing up. And, you know, I, I just remember looking at myself and I couldn't see myself. I, I, I could see just enough of myself, but I was looking in a window, so it wasn't a mirror. Um, and I just remember that, that feeling. It was almost the most helpless I ever was, that feeling of just looking at 
like I knew I was there and I, I saw what I was doing. And, and I just, I mean, I think that vision for me, and I'm not sure why it popped up today versus any other day, but today it just seemed to be more, I, I had such a visual of it and, and I thought I never want to go back there. I, I, I mean, I just never want to go back. And I think because you're here and you're talking about it, you didn't keep this all to yourself. This time you're actually talking about it. You're talking about your resentments. You're talking about when you don't feel good. You're talking about when people bother you and when you feel angry and you're not keeping it all to yourself and wanting to figure it out and figure all this stuff. You're, you're getting free because you're talking about it. You're putting it out there in the open. You're not making it like the secret that you're carrying around like a badge of honor. Like a, I said this morning not to be used crash words, but I said it's like we carry around a bag of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it is like it doesn't do anything for us at all. In fact, it's, it's like we carry around these resentments and these resentments make us feel like these resentments make us feel terrible and the other person doesn't even think about it, right? The other person doesn't even know that we're carrying around the resentments and it is so debilitating, these resentments. Resentments are the number one things that we say that will take a person out and um, it, it's not good. It is not good to have a resentment. Do you agree? I mean, like the resentment is the real thing. I mean, they say it all the time. Resentments and worrying about what other people think about you. And then the other four things that really bother us when we go out is hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So would you say that you had, so you had resentments for one. Would you say that? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And were you hungry? I was hungry. Tired, definitely tired. You're tired right now. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It is. You're a single mom raising two kids. Yes. And you have a big commute to work. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it. I am. You're not alone. No, I don't feel alone. And, and, and you know, I'm glad I'm talking about it because, like I said, there's, I, I'm not, it, it's not the end of the world. I, I will get through, I will get through another day and, and I, I already feel better just talking about it that, you know, like I said, it's life. It's and, and we there are going to be obstacles. There, you know, I, I have I have a lot on my plate right now, and you know, we all want things to be perfect. We all we all want to wake up and have a great day, but sometimes that just doesn't happen, and you have to be okay with it. And especially when you're in in the infant stages of recovery, it's 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 so important just to reach out and and talk, um, and you know, just figure out a way to get through it another day just one day at a time this has been so great everybody this has been really incredible because you know what you were really honest today and i'm really grateful for that and i know that everybody listening is going to be really grateful because what you talked about is all real stuff that every person feels every person feels that thought of like oh my gosh i nobody cares we feel alone nobody cares but we do care and people do love you and people want to hear you. And, but our disease wants to tell us, we got this, we got this. You don't need any help. You don't need any help, but we all need help. Mm -hmm. But until we can talk about it with somebody else, it's like the secrets that kill us. And those secrets might not even be like a secret. That's really, really bad. It's just a secret that you like, I feel uncomfortable. 
I feel uncomfortable. I just went and did this thing this weekend and it didn't feel comfortable. But guess what? It's over now. And I can look at it in the rearview mirror and I can think, oh my gosh, I made it through this weekend. It wasn't comfortable. I was there to help somebody else. If I was the only example of somebody seeing a sober mom, it might be the only time that person might ever see a sober mom. And actually somebody who was there for her kids. Like that's the great stuff. Yeah, and, and, and the and all those little people that were in my head for all those years that were talking amongst each other and you know that that were that were, you know, that disappeared, you know, they, they, I do know that, you know, once in a while they will resurface and, you know, and the chatter becomes a little stronger and then it subsides. And, and right now, you know, I'm kind of on the, the, uh, I don't know, the other side of it, you know, that the, I'm, I, you know, my ride into work this morning, I, I, you know, was thinking, 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 and there were all these conversations in my head and now it's, it's, it's going away and that's, you know, talking about it and, and, um, being verbal about your feelings and, and how tough it can be is, um, is really what it's about. It's freeing. You're freer. I can already see that you're lighter already today. And I do have to throw on this little side note because we were at the same meeting this morning, Louise and I, and we had a dear friend that walked in who works in Texas. And he was like, oh my God, Louise looks like a million bucks. Because you look awesome. You must feel so much better. And all this stuff, it's going to just... I promise you, those voices and everything else is going to quiet down and you're going to look at the situations for what they are, right? Mm -hmm. Other people are not going to change. We are the ones that are going to change. And we have the ability to look at a glass half empty or half full. We are the ones that can say that we can spin things in our head to make it look pretty, just like those people sitting at the <laughs> gate. We'd be like, okay, this is a good opportunity. I just made it through something that was uncomfortable. People didn't do what I wanted them to do. And guess what? I'm still okay. Right. I'm still okay, right? <laughs> I'm okay. Are you okay? <laughs> I am okay. You're okay and you have another day. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go to bed tonight and tomorrow hopefully get up and go to a meeting and get back at it again. Right. Right? I will. You will. Well, I am so grateful that you came today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to talk to you again next month in a couple weeks. She'll have six months. Woohoo! Not to give you any pressure that you get there, but I really want you to get there. I really do because life is beyond your wildest dreams and all we can do is live one day at a time. So everybody that's out there listening, one day at a time. Expectations really screw us up as we heard from what Louise said today. You know, we have these expectations that we want people to be a certain way or act a certain way and when they don't do it, it throws us off. So let's not try and not have expectations, but we can only work on that, right? We mm-hmm. One day at a time. Yes. We can't do that just right off the bat. All right. If you're listening, please reach out. If you feel alone, I always respond. I promise at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com. And you can also send a note to Louise on there. You can write to me at busy and I'll send it over to her and she will respond if anybody wants to ask Louise a question. And you can follow me on Facebook at Elizabeth Chance Fagley, F-E-G-E-L-Y. And you can find me uh, again on the internet at busylivingsober.com. And I also have a YouTube channel if somebody wants to watch me being wacky there. But until next week, keep getting busy living sober. Bye!